Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Up, up on, on, on game. Game, game presents conversations with a legend. Around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Around here, around here, we hustle for a living. Around here, around here, we grind for a living. Welcome into another exciting edition of That's Your Mama, ran by yours truly, his son. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> it's up on game presents conversations with a legend and i got my man the myth yes he is the legendary simeon rice man appreciate you coming in stopping by giving a little bit of time good brother i had to my my my, my uh fellow big 10 bro state's finest why not you know what indeed I mean? why not that'd be one of one of the greatest Greatest defensive players, players of of all time, especially our generation, up for up for the NFL Hall of Fame. I'm calling it. I hope you get it. I'm certain you're going to get it at some point. Um, but this 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 podcast is not about talking about the football aspects of of things. This is more so about where where you are in life the things that you're doing to bring attention to lessons that you operate under based upon, you know, when we were coming up based upon when we played and, and that's what uh, up on game presents is with conversations with a legend. So let's start right here. Know you from Chicago, ended up playing your ball born and raised. I know you played your ball at Illinois as a fighting Illini, uh, 
man, one of the dopest defenses, you know, with Dana Howard, yourself, Kev Hardy. I mean, just a who's who, a litter of just a flunk of just dope football players. That that level of of accomplishment and expectation, how did that play a part in in your career to start off with? Like, because Chicago, people know Chicago hard knows. So how how did that play in, into your mindset and, and just how that that led into you know your college as well as your pro career? Now, when you say that, I like answering specific questions. Sure. How far from Illinois did you grow up? Well, three hours. Three hours. So, right. so that was a yeah, little ways off. So yeah, for me it was it was it was far. Yeah. Um and I never wanted to go to Illinois. I wanted huh. to go to uh I wanted to go to Notre Dame. Actually I wanted to go to Florida State or Michigan, but they didn't okay. recruit me. So Wow. Then I wanted to play Michigan. Yeah. So that's how <laughs> that happened. And I was a running back, you know. So a lot of things that kinda like transformed itself. But I would say more of the transformative years with me growing up in football was a lot of the things that I took from off the block, the neighborhood, the community. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like I grew up around Vice Lords and Mickey Cobras. Mm-hmm. So when you go into these, when I went to Mount Carmel High School, Donovan McNabb, he, he was our quarterback, young quarterback. Yeah, D, he was our quarterback, but he was a second string quarterback and he was a young kid. Uh, Antoine Walker went to my high school as well. Him and Donovan were the same high school basketball, all of that. So with me coming out early, you know, and I was I was a bit older. I was like two two years older than them, two three years older than them actually. And me going to Mount Carmel, I think that's where it's the first start because okay. I went legendary there, school. I was recruiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went state all four years. It was really good. Uh, I went there with the presence of mind of playing running back. I wanted to be just like Peyton. Peyton was my guy, you know, everything Peyton did, I did, you know, mm-hmm. the workouts, you know, and, you know, we had MJ in the city as well, but I wasn't really turned on by basketball, but that was kind of where I was kind of like having a lot of success, but I love football. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved it. My my uncle was, uh, got drafted early, you know, back in the seventies, you know, AC Clarence Ross, you know, he was, he was that guy. So he turned me onto that game, but I really didn't like it. I love football. And okay. I, again, I thought I was going to be scoring touchdowns, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when they moved me to defense, it broke my heart. I almost quit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of those things. And then when I went, went started playing football, I think I, I, a lot of the things that arrived on the football field was not getting pumped. It was the South Side Chicago was the mentality I brought on the football field with. Like, you're not going to pump me, you know. Uh, the size doesn't matter. I'm taking on comers because when I first came out, I was the undersized. As they say, the undersized rush backer and what position I was going to play and things like that. So when I came in, I came in with a sense of urgency. So I had a legendary coach, Frank Lenny, and I learned everything from uh, play football with your head and your heart, um, hit to the whistle. Uh, football is it was became life. It was more reflexive of your family, the name on your back, the community you're from, and I was I was ingratiated with that early so much in life that it indoctrinated my thinking with it. So it was more than just playing football. It was always about sending a message, you know, and it was all about representing your family and yourself and God and everything else that was made of you. I never forget early on, we were going to play the games and this is like my junior year and I'm on the varsity and I never forget going prior 
before the game even started, we have our uh, our in in our we have our in, our our meeting mm-hmm. before the game, and guys be in that meeting crying and tearing. I'm in the back of the room and I'm laughing because I didn't get it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I'm like, uh-huh. this is just a game. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Why, why right. is everybody crying? And then you know you hear guys talk about my father just died. This is for him. I came out of this situation. This is for this situation. So they was dedicating all these these moments that they were going to have with these memorable moments in their life. And they, it was so much that they brought on the film. We blasted everybody. We playing East St. Louis, one of the best schools in the country, beating those guys. And with all that in mind, I started, I, I went from laughing to start picking some of this stuff up, mm-hmm. you know, start getting serious about the game. Like this is the, this football is a mindset. That's what I learned out of that. And I, and then with, with me going to Mount Carmel and also from being from Rosen, South Side of Chicago, I brought all of those different aggressions on the field and it, it played out. It played out perfect. It played out beautiful. I wasn't highly recruited coming out of Chicago. Didn't get recruited by all the schools that I kind of wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wound up getting Louisville. Louis, I went in and visited Louisville. It was uh, Snellenberger was the coach. Okay. And, I know when I went in, I was like, you going to let me play running back? Right. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I was like, at what height? Lying. What height were you at at this point? <laughs> I was 6'4. I was like, yeah, you let me okay. play running back. He lying. Yeah. I was like, this is lying. <laughs> then, then, um, then I went to Boston College, went to visit Boston College. And, uh, coach, what's coach? Your coach. You was with Who the was Giants, that? right? Giants. Yeah, coach. it was. Who, Gilbert? Oh, Coughlin, Coach Coughlin. Coughlin, Coughlin yeah, was a coach. sure. And see, when I went on campus, I went buck wild. So when okay. I went on campus, I, go, I get to campus, I get, I, I hook up with this little chick, Coach Coughlin, my defensive coordinator. I don't know if he, he, he came in. They set me down. They was like, when you come here, you're going to definitely red shirt, da, 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 this and that. And I was like, well, guess I won't be coming to Boston College. Right, <laughs> So right. a lot of the guys that I, that I looked up to was already at Illinois. And um, on my visit, there was a guy – Name Mickey Johnson, one of my teammates, he's like, "What are you coming in at?" I was like, "A rush linebacker." And he was like, "That's my position. You go, <laughs> you go to transfer." I was like, "Oh, all right. right." But I didn't think nothing of it. I just, like, I didn't know what red shirt mean. I just thought it was dope. I wanted uh-huh. the red shirt, but then uh-huh. uh, you know, I didn't red shirt. I was a true freshman starting. You know, lit the world on fire, and I really didn't look back after that. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Now, again, you. You've been, I mean, obviously, I didn't really think about Mount Carmel, but you have, you've been blessed to be around pretty much stone cold ballers your entire mm-hmm. career. Yeah. And, and being one, it, it isn't yeah. just like you was with them and you got the experience, you like you was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, I mean, how does that, how did, how does that work for you? Like, how, did, how, how was that for you? That's a good question, bro, because it's interesting because looking back, we are our team in particular our defense we had the most shutouts and we tied for the most shutouts and for the history of illinois football you know we shut out i think nine ten teams ten teams and uh, no nine teams or ten teams and when we came off the field the third the third team defense gave up a score and that was the first time we scored that we would have broke the record right. and we wanted that record so for me and my lineage in football Football, I was always a part of the number one defenses ever since I've been in there. So there's a factor to this. It's your boy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You, I was able to get down on front. Yeah, I mean, from Illinois to going to Illinois, we going into prominence there. And, and keep in mind, I, I was looking at, when I when I left, I was looking back at you like, yo, what's my man you played with? 
Courtney Brown. Yeah, Courtney Brown. you and him, y'all, y'all were hell raisers, bro, yeah. diving up. And I'm like, because I was like, I'm here so much. I'm getting, I'm going to get back to me. But I'm yeah. here so much about Penn State and the 10, because y'all beat us, you know what yeah. I mean, when we were – doing that thing i mean y'all was supposed to win they we came back on y'all though i, yeah, I wasn't yeah, there yet but i was yeah, a fan of the yeah, game yeah. yeah 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 so looking back though i'm like all right penn state was always a thorn in my hill you know what mm-hmm. i mean and uh-huh. then i'm hearing about this kid that's wrecking shop and they was like said me just like you it's athleticism he said, i'm like let me go back and look at this kid then i see you freak over the line i'm like if you are a really great pass rusher, you like pass rushing, you like athletic type defensive player. Yeah. I mean, you were it. That you was our I mean? deal. That was your yeah. deal. So but y'all set back, the tone. Like, Yo. You, Cav Hardy, yeah. y'all, y'all yeah. set the tone. Yeah. Y'all set the tone. But, but I'm just talking about how it all kind of come full back. circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. Be, I wasn't watching Illinois. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't, huh. when I left, I'm not one of those alumni like, oh, I got to watch the school. Yeah. I watch players, bro. Okay. And I watch you. And I yeah, watch you I get down. I and did. again, I never had I the chance to tell you this, but I liked how you got down, bro. Man, I appreciate uh-huh. that very much. And you that... kept it going when you got to the league, which I was most <laughs> not. It gave me ability to talk a little bit more shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause, cause Besides, the like, tenors. yo, because the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah you know absolutely. what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm down in Florida, and they think it's all about, I'm like, nah, bro. You know what I mean? They don't throw the ball like that in the Ten. Right. So for you to be able to get down like that in the Big Ten, you yeah. really, really thorough. You got be able to get you only get it. Yeah. so many opportunities. That you're means right. you're crazy efficient. You know what Man, I mean? Man, you're right. You're right. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. All right, so you giving me my props. I, I, again, I just and it's 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 one of the most humbling things when when you hear somebody that that you you watched and you looked up to um, hail you up. But more importantly than the game, you have you have done something that very few do, which is you're you're enjoying your success and the things that you're doing post-career but if people if people were paying attention they would have known that you were a personality that was transcendent of the game from day one you always been that dude that was overly charismatic and stuff like that tell us about where you're at right now and how all of those factors in playing the game how have they played into what you're doing now okay so when I was playing, you know, I, I was committed. I, I was fully committed. I didn't have family. I had a son, but I was I was married to the game. I mean, mm-hmm. I wanted to be the best of all time. I wanted to set the records. I wanted to do all those things. And then doing all those things, though, you play a long career. You know, I wanted to win a Super Bowl, did that. Mm-hmm. You know, all pros and all that, did all that. But I'm also thinking towards the end, I'm like, you know, I want to be very good. I want to have the ability to come. I want the same lifestyle, number one. You know, uh-huh. so no, lifestyle is necessary. So early on as a youngster, you know, you, you trying to do things. And I had like all my boys I came up with, but you know, they, they were ambitious for their reasons. I was ambitious for my reasons, but, and those ambitions didn't always line up, mm-hmm. you know? And what I'm talking about is I'm talking about when you're carrying all the dudes that you went to college with, that mm-hmm. you grew up with, if you wanted them to be on, you want it just as bad as, them as they do but then you mm-hmm. find out they just really don't want that bad they looking at your pockets they looking mm-hmm. at your black card yeah <laughs> you know what i mean they mm-hmm. want to be you you know what yeah. I mean? you're like oh man so then you know i had you had that bit where you have to kind of distance yourself and you got to grow and in that process i never get going to towards towards the end of my career i was like man can i just ball at a game without my boys here you know, what I mean, I had my first situation. I'm driving the game by myself. I never forget how quiet it was. Get to the game, play the game, all that stuff, and I'm like, man, the show still go on. I'm still doing my thing. True. But yeah, it, it didn't have. I I wasn't. There wasn't a celebration. I didn't. I couldn't celebrate with my boys like it was when I was 22, coming out of college. That was the mm-hmm. fun part. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain level of maturation that had to happen. And in that process, I started, you know, looking at things I want to do. 
You know, I said, when I finish, I want to go to film school. When I finish, I want to make movies. I want to do things like that. And again, more importantly, you know, I'm, um, I think I'm sophisticated and understanding enough to, to know how to invest things. So mm-hmm. I want to get into that too. I don't know how. I don't have a real sense of direction. It's mm-hmm. not like football because it's not my outside of filmmaking. Filmmaking is a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't really have a clear, precise target I'm hitting at like I did with football because the mm-hmm. passion is the thing that led me there. But it was like, all right, now I could do a, a more, a little bit more psychological in terms of like how you invest. So, during that process, after I retired, I went to film school. You know, I went to film school, and prior to that, I was, I was sitting, I was represented by CAA, and I had uh, one of the largest public relations uh, firms in the country that's out there in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sat down with those guys, and I was, you know, we kind of like pontificated. We talked about what's next for me, and I'm like, yo, I want to, I want to do this movie thing. So they set me down with Bruce Willis. I'm on the set of his film when he was shooting his film and I'm sitting down talking to him about, you know, I want to direct movies. And then all he did was talk to me about being in them. And I'm right. like, no, I want to direct then I, them. Yeah, I want to direct them. Then right. I went and met with, um, what's my man name? Brett Ratner. And yeah. I went down when he yeah. was directing uh, uh, Rush, Rush Hour, Hour 3. Yeah. Yeah. And I met, and I sit down, I met Jackie Chan, and he was, you know, a childhood favorite this Samurai right. Sunday. Uh-huh. So I'm, you know, Jackie Chan and Chris Rock. I'm sitting down with those, uh, not Chris Rock, Chris Tucker. And I'm Chris Tucker. Talking right. to him, chopping him up. And I'm, Chris and I'm Rock sitting, comes out pretty easily right now, though. You yeah. Know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, seems yeah. easier to say yeah, than, yeah, than yeah, he right? has a Chris right, right now. Right. <laughs> so I sit down with uh, Chris, and I'll be here for a bit, but I'm shadowing. I'm shadowing Brett on the on the set. I'm shadowing, okay. and it's like a day or two. And I'm like, I'm not really learning anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm not. He bringing girls in. He introducing me to T. And I'm like, that's yeah. all good. But I'm here because I really want to learn. learn the craft. I'm trying to get it right. So, yeah, I really want to learn the craft. I got like, all that know, other like, stuff you do. Yeah, and I, like I did easy. that. Yeah. I, I got all yeah. that. I can yeah. help you out in that category. Correct. And True. I'm like, you know, I'm not being taken serious. You know what I mean? Like you right. can get in the door as you you can get in the door. LeVar Arrington is gonna get in the door. People yeah. wanna meet with you. People wanna talk about your past laurels, all the things that you've done, the games that, that inspired you. Mm-hmm. Let me get us they just wanna meet with you. Right. If, if not anything else, just to talk. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody taking me serious. I'm gonna go to film school. And then I'm my PR people and agents like, you don't have to do this, Sam. You just I'm like, I do. I wanna start. I'm like, I don't if I want to, if I open a restaurant, I want to start off sweeping the floor. I want to sure. know everything about the thing. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care about if I can circumvent the circumstance. I want the process. And then yeah. the process, I'm going to learn. So I enrolled in film school and went to New York Film Academy and I was a student and I was one buying all the pieces. And that was my flex. True. Buy all the pieces in the class. I could get the pieces. Things like that. Like yeah. you was a rookie all over night. again. Yeah, it was fun for me. I was like, this is a cool process. You know what I mean? I thought I was going to be the oldest person in the school, in the class, and I wasn't by far. You know what I mean? You see people 40, 50 years old in film school, and they all everybody's there to learn in this process. And we're crewing up, and we're doing things like that. We're jumping on red cameras and all that stuff and writing stories. And I started realizing, even with my professors, even when you go there, all your professors are giving you their resume at the same time. Because uh-huh, <laughs> you uh-huh. have the ability to fund To it. hire them. So, yeah, so uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm learning, but I'm also understanding, like, because 
when you go into school the second time around, at this point in my life, it's like I'm only here because I want to be. Correct. You know I mean? Nobody's making me. No I'm not ulterior motivations. Yeah. Football is yeah. not motivating me, and it's exactly. like school's right. over here. Right. I'm here for for what I'm here for. I'm right. Because I want to be here. So right. In that process, I'm like I'm learning myself, and I'm like, man, I'm pretty good at storytelling. I'm like, I'm good at this. I'm good at writing out stories, doing our stories, creating short stories. My stories, like, you know, from this, what the students are like, one of the best in class. I mean, for one, let's be honest, I could get all the production. You know what uh-huh. I mean? If we need the Ferrari, if we need a dope scene in a hotel, <laughs> I can rent all that. So then, you know, and there's nothing in me. You know what I mean? I'm like, this, because uh-huh. all of it, they, they putting the pieces together. It's easy for me. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And then once you've invested over, 10 years, 12, 13 years in the NFL. Now you think about like, oh, we need a scene in a coffee shop. Oh, I own a coffee shop. Or, right. you know, a restaurant. Oh, I own a restaurant in Florida. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever you're like, I could shoot it there. I could do this here. Blah, blah, blah. My boy owned this bank over here. Like, we could get any scene we want. Right. So now I'm, I'm like, oh, this is a puzzle. This is dope. You know right. what I mean? So now all I need to do is create the story, create the scenario. And then put all the pieces in place. Put all the pieces in place. So I was like. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, so I'm like, I could do this all day. This is fun. So and now you I have did. A passion for it. And yeah, you did it. I did. I did it. Yeah. And and the yeah. title was uh, Unsullied. Uh, the, Unsullied. The, Unsullied. Right. Yeah, Unsullied. Yeah. Now tell me yeah. what 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 was it about? What inspired it? What inspired it is I wanted to put a a, a well, I wanted to t- I wanted to direct something. One, but what inspired that story in particular is I wanted to put a, a black female in a hero role where nobody okay. had to come for, where she had to figure it out herself. Uh-huh. And when I was first pitching this, I was pitching around, and I, we wrote the we wrote it. First, I wrote it, and I'm like, "Yo, I want to direct this." And I met with some of the Hollywood elites, and they loved the story. And they was like, "Yo, you wrote this?" They could they act like they was acting like I copied off somebody's work. Right. I'm like, "Yo, I wrote it." Plagiarizing. Yeah, but the first <laughs> thing I did that I had success with, where I was like, "Yo, we just sold that," was I, I partnered with Doug Ellen, who created Entourage. Uh-huh. And we and, and I sold a show called Harwood to HBO. Okay. You know, and I met with Doug Allen. First of all, I met with his I met with another guy, Brian Sher. And this dude was so egotistical, so he was like an egomaniac. I'm in Hollywood, bro. You you live there. You know what uh-huh. I'm what oh, I'm talking I get about. You. Yeah. We in Kasuya, right? In a sushi restaurant. Uh-huh. So it, the meeting was set up by my PR guy. And they represent him as well. And when I got there, I sat down at the table. And I'm talking about this dude big time me on another level. Wow. Like super big time me. And it, but I was so taken back that I found it entertaining. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he was doing he was doing two stories. He was doing a story on Plexico, you uh-huh. know, coming out of yeah. prison. And he was doing the story, uh, I think it was with uh, BET with uh, Michael Vick. Uh huh. So these are two guys. All controversial. And Vick is my guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. First of all, but it's controversy. Uh huh. So I'm telling him what I want to do in film, and he's like, "You like all these other athletes that want to be in Hollywood, this and that." And, I don't have, and he's very dismissive. I'm uh-huh. sitting down, and he's being super dismissive, and I'm sitting here like, I ain't never had a little dude like this disrespect me like, on this flex level. Flex on me. Yeah, like bad though, and I'm super bad, and I'm laughing. You athletes, at the same time. I hate that. I hate yeah. when dudes say he did that. You, you athletes. athletes. So he first he started talking about Plexico and how he started himself and how he worked with Plexico on this documentary about this whatever TV show that Plex had going on. So I'm sitting here like, okay, I, and then he started talking about Vic, and he was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing with BET with Michael Vic, and all that. so his getting his star rising back because he's coming out of jail this night. I said, well, listen, bro, I ain't, you know, I ain't never been in trouble with the law. You know, I'm, I'm hitting them with that. Like, I'm just trying to direct and this and that. Right. And then he's like, so what do you want to do? I said, I got this story. I got this story. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out all, all my bag, all the stories we've written, treatments that I've written. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Listen, Sim, I'm not going to work with you. So I was like, all right. Man, you, I was like, man, and then I'm laughing, but I'm serious. I'm like, man, right. you mad disrespectful, bro. Right. He goes on. The dude was crazy disrespectful. You guys don't know what you're doing. You don't. He talked about me. Then he first he started with you guys as a blank slate, abstract. Uh-huh. Then he went to me. 
Like, you know, you just want to be this. And he don't know me. We just meeting each other. Uh-huh. So I let him go on and on and on and on and on. And then I couldn't take him no more. And keep in mind, we got Denzel and we have the governor there at the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He uh-huh. was in the restaurant. This dude talked so crazy to me. I damn near flipped the table over on him. And I wow. stood up. I didn't, at, a per, at this point, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I don't live here, and this ain't my world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm only here to get game. And they said you was a good dude, but you right. mad disrespectful, so fuck you. Right. So I'm up on my feet. I'm like, man, who the fuck you disrespecting this and that? And, <laughs> and then he like, you know, in the restaurant, the little waitress go away. I'm at him now. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I, I just showed you nothing but respect. You disrespected me for 45 minutes. I found it, la- I was laughing at it at first because I wanted to see how far you was going to go. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I don't give a fuck. You know, then, you know, now all the all the shit that has yeah. been born in me since I've been a little kid, like, you it's don't let nobody now. talk to you like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit now. <laughs> you know, this, this atmosphere is way too disrespectful. Because people say you got to be submissive for people to want to deal with you in, in Hollywood. Like, it's like this whole thing. I mean, I I don't know about submissive, but I, I think mean, you they be, be open. One, hey, bro, really? Yeah, bro. Submissive, <laughs> like that, submissive, like take take the way I'm talking to you. No, <laughs> like, no, 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 like enjoy no, it, no, Simeon. No, no. This <laughs> enjoy it. Listen, this enjoy ain't this. Street, listen, bro. This is this isn't a, this ain't cocaine in my bag. This is a script. This ain't you know what I mean. This is business. Business is respect. Business right. is supposed to. I'm gonna sell you this. And you're gonna buy it for whatever the cost is. Right. You know what I mean? You wanna do business with me, yes or no. You know, that's it. It don't it don't have to be disrespectful. Right. You know what I mean? Like he already had a preconceived notion of he who did. he thought you yeah. were is what it was. Yeah. He did. He went so down what happened? Of all the fellas. So how so did it end? When I went off, he's like, Listen, listen, calm down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He started apologizing. And you know, I'm like, all right, bro, I didn't come here. I'm like, bro, we represented by the same person. I didn't come here, I didn't disrespect you. Right. You know what I mean? I could have. You small in stature. I could probably, I know I could beat your ass, but I ain't right. talk to you like that. I'm not, right. I don't talk to people like that. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So I'm sure, I'm, you know, this is what it is. So he's like, all right, how about if I do your favor? I can, uh, he's like, I have a roommate from college. You know who Doug Allen is? I'm like, no. You gotta know who Doug Allen is? I don't know him because I didn't watch Entourage at the time. Okay. And then I was like, okay, let me do my home, you know? And he's like, all right, he only, he's the executive producer of Entourage. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, damn. So he's like, I'm gonna meet, uh, I'm gonna get you him. And I'm gonna, and he called me at the table and was like, yo, I'm with Simeon. He's like, hey. And I was like, oh, damn, this dude sounds cool. And then uh-huh. he's like, take my number and give me a call. So I was like, damn, all right. He's like, don't say I've never done anything for, for you. I'm like, all right. He's like, but I don't want anything to do with it. I said, okay, <laughs> that's what he told me. I don't want anything to do with your project. Bro. So I, I talked to me and my partner. We talking to my producer partner. We wrote it together. I said, listen, I got to meet with Doug. He know everything. He lives in Hollywood. He worked uh-huh. as a producer out there. Let's do this. He's like, Sim, we got to do this. I'm like, we like, I'm like, bro, how should we drive up to the set? He said, here's the final shooting of Entourage. So we going to like the, the party, the, the final week. So I'm like, how should we drive up? Should we drive up in the Ferrari? Should we drive? You know what I mean? Because you uh-huh. like, you gotta make presentations to these people. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's entourage. It's entourage. So let's drive up. Let's come on. Let's flex. Let's look good. He comes here. I drive up. Meet with him. First of all, I called him, and I was hesitant to call him because of 
the guy I met with. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know, bro. These dudes be way disrespectful. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in the business. He got away with that. I'm not right. in the business of disrespect. You know what I mean? Like, on no level. So I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Sam, just give him a call. Give him a call. So I give him a call. And the dude was the nicest dude ever. Nice. He was he was going to his son's baseball game. And like, I'm just giving you, like, he was a normal. He was like, yo, I'm going to my son's baseball game. I wish he was here. Would you go? I'm like, damn, this dude sounds cool as hell. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's the final shoot. Why don't you come down? I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, just come down. Let us, let us know when you want to come down. You know, we're shooting. We're going to be wrapping up the show. But it'd be cool for you to meet the, you know, meet the cast and everything. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get off the phone. I'm like, oh, dude, say you went blah, blah, blah. Jump in the car, drive the, drive the Ferrari, get, pick up my man. We go down to the set. And then I'm I'm still hesitant. Like, man, I don't know. You know, Hollywood, weird. They'd be like, let's do lunch and never talk. So we get, I get there. And keep in mind, I talked to him prior. And he was like, everything's set for you. So we drive up. I'm still leery. And then the person let you in the gates. was like, yeah, you're on, you know, the guest list, all that. Uh-huh. We sit down. Then I went, when we got to the set, I went and sat with all the extras. Just because I'm like, I don't know where to sit. I don't uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. but he was like, yo, waving, like, come over here. And he's, I sat in the director's chair. And he's like, look at this. Tell me what you think. And I'm like, he's mad cool. Uh-huh. So he goes, what do you got for me? I was like, yo, I got I wrote this thing called Real Life Entourages of Super Celebrities. It was a, it was like a playoff entourage, but it was like reality. And he's like, I don't want to do reality. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, what else you got? And I showed him another show I wrote, Heartwood. And he looked at it. And then the, the, the kid that plays Turtle on the set came over and was like, wow, what's this? He's like, Read through it. I was like, "You wrote this?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "This is this is great." He tells him, "He's like, yo, come here." Kid comes over, reads it. He's like, "He's like, this is my next show." And then he's, he left the set. Fifteen minutes later, he said, "He he reads it." Fifteen minutes, he leaves, and it's like, "Yo, I'm gonna call you in a day or two and see if HBO wants to buy it." I'm like, "Damn!" So me and my my boy with me, we sitting here and we like. Freaking Dude, out. It was that easy. Right. You know what I mean? Like we and we wrote it that night. Like he was like, just write it. Let's write something else in case he doesn't like this. I'm like, oh, he gonna like this. And he's like, what's just write? So he wrote it that night. And that took us about 35 minutes to write. You know what I mean? But we made <laughs> it laminate. We made it look like a real university. It was like it was about five young men that went to a uh, like a um, like a uh, what you call it? not not a high major, a mid major. And they blow up and they in Kansas and all this and they become like the man and you know, it stimulate all of it. So he calls me a week later and was like, Yo, uh HBO is gonna buy it. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. We sold something, we we sold a thought. Right. Man, intellectual property. We That's sold beautiful. a thought. Yeah, I was like, yo, this this something to this. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they then he called me six months later and was like, they, they just they just hired Spike Lee to be the showrunner. Huh. I'm like, and I was like, uh, I wasn't excited about that. Okay. Because it was, I didn't want it to be, it was going to be cultural in college, but I didn't want it to be that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't uh-huh. want it to take on this like civil justice thing, your social justice thing. I just right. wanted it to be a fun story be, right. about okay. kids in college. I was like, uh-huh. oh man, it's going to be, I'm not sick. He's like, you don't sound happy. I'm like, man. And he's like, they're not gonna let you show run it to me. Like, you never show it. You haven't. You haven't done it. I'm like, but I know how this thing actually supposed to manifest. 
So they bought it and he became the showrunner and that was it. You know what I mean? But from there, I was like, yo, we could do other things. So now I'm pitching a movie and they like the movie. I met with all these these aficionados. They like, we like this script. We love the script, but we want to, uh, we're going to cast it as, you know, a white. Uh huh. And I'm like, no, nah, she got to be black. Because I wanted a fish out of water concept. I was like, yo, uh-huh. and I got four little sisters. And I'm like, they need a hero type character. And I, I feel like this is a hero type character for some. And it, put you in a role that most like girls wouldn't ever have mm-hmm. you know being like the sole hero survivor of their own story that has nothing to do with anything urban and i wanted to uh, put a girl that was a former track female in a situation where she had to think her way out of it and solve uh, it, a problem within her life like a coming of age story as well as being a, a thriller and suspense story all in one wow so you get it done, mm-hmm. it's bought. What was the end result? So, like, again, I, I'm meeting with these Hollywood execs. They they like it. Then I'm like, yo, what's up? And it's like, you know, you it's being greenlit, but it's it's going we're going to change it. And I said, listen. And they were like, you're not going to direct it. So I'm like, yo, I could, this is what I'm with the film school. Like, you think I could write it. Now you like the writing you're not gonna let me direct it. I was like, I'm gonna do it myself. You know what I mean? So when I did it myself, they like they liked it. And I'm gonna just say they, because I ain't gonna put them out there because who knows, I'm gonna have to use it for camp. Okay. But they were like, yo, we wanna reshoot it with a different cast. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna put it out myself. And they said you're never gonna get this thing in theaters. I was like, I'll get it in theaters. And I got it in two hundred and sixty eight theaters. Awesome. Didn't do well. Wish I wouldn't have went that route. I, I shouldn't have went it. that but route. You that did was more it. of the ego route. Yeah, but that's you what, did I didn't it. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. I should just. That's ne- what we. Ne- that's ne- what we do. The, yeah. the lessons are yeah. in our doing. Some yeah. people get their lessons by somebody telling them. Mm-hmm. People like us, we get our lessons by doing it. Like, yeah, I can't there was tell so you much how resistance much resistance to it. Yeah, there yeah. was so much resistance to tell me what I couldn't do mm-hmm. that I'm like, uh, and it's not about proving them wrong. I was like, let me prove myself right. You know, so the highest level of actuality isn't about thinking about anybody else. It's not about, like, you know, when we were younger, when I was younger playing football, I was like, I want to prove this, I want to prove this, prove this. Yeah. Now it's not doubters. It's just about proving yourself right. Mm-hmm. This thing mm-hmm. is a, this thing is about self. This is a self walk we got in this life. Anyway, the highest level of, you know, of thought is self actuality. So you're not thinking about anybody else in, in the first place. Let me get this off you. This will be my last question to you because mm-hmm. this is this is a super important one because I always want to have in the records with legends this this answer for for a perfect time and a perfect place. What on your on on your final moments or mm-hmm. you cease to exist anymore? Mm-hmm. What do you want people to say about Simeon Rice at that point? What do you want your lasting legacy to be? Um, I think it's simple. Just that I was a good person. You know what I mean? Um, I, 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 want, I want those that, that experienced me to have that. 
those are outside of my my sphere i don't really i don't i don't care i don't know how to care you know mm-hmm. but within my sphere within the people my circle i want those to understand that he loved deeply he lived with a passion like Simeon, like there lies a man that lived with passion mm-hmm. you know what i mean so when i lie there in my resting place and my body is there but my mind my soul is free you will know that was a person that showed other people how to live with passion you know it's, mm. That's it. Dope. Yeah. Simeon Rice, y'all. Super Bowl champ. Filmmaker. He's the aficionado, all right? I mean, he's the mogul. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm in awe of the conversation. I I think that these are are conversations that our, our, our guys need to hear. You, you put your mind to it, you go do it. You put your mind to it, you go do it. Like the the premise of your story, like you you're telling all of these details, but do you realize you had to get up and start the journey to experience all of the things you just told us? And that is so power it's so powerful. There's so many of us that just talk about it. I want to be a filmmaker. Still sitting there. I want to I want to go I want to go do this. Still sitting there. To get up and do it. This is what this is all about. Is to drive home the message. Simeon Rice wanted to be a filmmaker. He didn't take the easy way out. And leverage being a football superstar. He went to school. He did it. He 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 got the cameras. He They, they wrote the scripts. They did it. That's the key. You got to do it. It ultimately comes down to. Win, lose, or draw, there's always going to be a win, even in a failure, if you just do it. And that's and just kind of what it is. If you have a successful mind, I would say this, if you have a successful mind in terms of what you – we talk about like a growth stock. If you know mm-hmm. who you are, like you're a football player. Growing up, we all – I was a football player at one point. We both mm-hmm. were. You know, like, and you, you've risen to a level. You have to have a relapse moment and remember how you got there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to remember, like, wait a minute. I remember how I got here. It was yeah. I was willing to sweep the floors. That's so right. In order for me to cook the food, I got to be willing to sweep the floors in my own restaurant. Indeed. I can't be bigger than the moment. You know what I mean? Indeed. Simeon Rice. This is my Conversations God. with a Legend, man. Up on Game Presents. Ah, man. Y'all been blessed Keep with some, game, some jewels. <laughs> Hey, man, all the way real, man. I appreciate you taking some time out for us. Anything you want to plug? Anything else you want to plug? Any any websites? Any any Instagram? We're, follow, follow we're, social we're, followings? We're, we're, you know, Simeon Rice underscore, Simeon underscore Rice. But where I made my killing right now is in blockchain. I was okay. uh, I started two of the biggest companies in, in the world right now in blockchain. They okay. did pretty well. You know, Riot Blockchain and TerraWorld. And right. Terror Wolf is a good buy right now. For those Make sure y'all check it out. Wolf, baby. I'm going to circle up with you, talk right. to you about it. You need to. Right. I'm <laughs> doing victory laps, my dude. Right, I know that's you. right. I know All that's right, right. Keep living that dream. Keep being an example, man. I appreciate you coming on. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them 
can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.